everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, our favorite Disney stories from 2016, our year in review show. Coming up next, from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 922 for the week of December 20, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show coming to you from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. Just happy for the new year. <laughs> and back in the production nook, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Along with our producer, Craig Williams. Happy <laughs> holidays. Just say Oliver Green. <laughs> Boo. Maybe Craig won't be here in the new year. <laughs> All right. So something I wanted to do um, for a while now, and I think I wanted to do it last year and we didn't. Um, it's kind of a year in review. Uh, kind of take look back at the new things that happened in Disney uh, in Disney World over the past year. What our favorites were, and then kind of count down the top ten news stories of the year. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're just going to talk about what things really kind of resonated with us. I'm going to go first because I'm the host. <laughs> um, and for me, I don't think it's going to come as a galloping shock to anyone. My favorite thing this year was the After Hours events at the Magic Kingdom. I thought they were amazing. And as we mentioned in what I guess will be last week's show, because as you can see, from week to week, we don't change our clothes. <laughs> um, uh, that uh, I, I re- I'm really thrilled they're bringing them back. I can't wait to do them again. And... I'm glad so many people are excited about it. I think these are going to do better uh, than the last batch did, especially now that they've dropped the price to $119. Um, we get to stay in the Magic Kingdom for three hours after it closes to the general public. Uh, for me, I think this was the among... There are a few things that I would put on my list, but if I had to pick one, which I did, because that's what I told all you guys, uh, it's the After Hours event at the Magic Kingdom. is my favorite thing from this year. What about you, John? Well, as usual, I misunderstood the assignment. So my <laughs> no, it's whatever, uh, anything. Uh, so like it's, so it's, I have two things. I have uh, the thing that, the Disney thing that I'm most excited about that was announced this year is the two new Disney ships. Uh, mm. That was a big, big news story for us. Very excited that two new ships are coming out, uh, 2021 and 2023. So, um, Sort of, you know, always cool when there's new stuff, but ships are a big deal. But my favorite thing this year was we did an Alpine Magic Adventures by Disney. That was amazing. As I knocked my (laughs) You got really excited about it. Um, The trip was incredible. We had a great time. We had a great group of people. However, uh, we ended the trip in Zermatt at the base of the Matterhorn. And I do believe... No, we ended in Lucerne. We went to Zermatt at the base was, of the matter. That was the middle of the trip. We went someplace else after. Uh, that. Things happened and we saw things. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing the Matterhorn, 
I think, was possibly... Okay, not, yeah, but not just seeing the Matterhorn. Yeah. We got up in the morning and stepped out onto our balconies, and there was the Matterhorn oh. right there. Plus, we had the most amazing weather, and because you normally it's obscured by clouds, but we had the most amazing weather, and yeah, I got we, very excited. The, about the one day we took the, the train... The Gornigat Cogwheel train up to... You're not on the Matterhorn. You're across from it. But the view is amazing. If you can obscure things with facts, I'm not playing anymore. (laughs) 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 But it was what I would, you know, people talk about things that are life-changing. I believe that was a life-changing moment for me. It was incredible. It's one of those things you never forget. Never forget. And it's also one of those things you think to yourself, look where I am. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I, uh, I bought a cuckoo clock in Switzerland because it's what you do. And hangs in my kitchen, goes off every hour, and every, every time that thing goes goes off, I'm just I I, I remember the trip. Mm. It is the coolest. It's like it's probably the coolest souvenir I've ever bought. Not because there's anything in particular special about the item, other than that. And every hour of the day, I'm reminded of that trip and how wonderful it was, and especially that experience in Zermatt. I mean, I loved. We started that trip in Stressa, Italy, which is uh, near Como, where George has his home. Um, absolutely stunning shoreside town and amazing food. The best food of any ABD I've I, been on. I agree. Um, this is a foodie's paradise. It's it also is. the most romantic ABD I think I've ever experienced. It's just perfect for couples, which was kind of depressing for me being I'm single. Hint, um, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, yeah, where the hell, by the way, are the attractive gay single deserts? Because we'll be in the... I was talking to Rido about this the other day. Be in the parks and a listener comes up and like a really good looking guy. I'm like, oh, wow. Hi. Hey, how are you? It's like, and this is my wife. I'm like, <laughs> um, So, oh, bleep. Really? Um, Post. Good thing we're not live. Yeah, really. It was it was an incredible trip from beginning to end, but that was one of those things where you just went, wow, and really just incredible. Um, we've had a chance to see and experience a lot of really cool things. We've been very, very lucky to go on some really great trips. I think what really impressed me was this is one of those things where the nature of it was overwhelming, where we've seen works of art, we've seen the David, and we've been to Venice, but the but the natural beauty of it was epic. Really the scenery epic. going up on that cogwheel train, <sighs> like nothing I've ever seen before. And then on the drive from Zermatt to Lucerne, we drove some, through some really amazing countryside. Mm-hmm. It was lovely, just lovely. However, I had um, luckily we got a picture. It's become one of my favorite things. We have a picture from the top of the mountain with the Matterhorn in the background, and I just it's um, it's life changing. It is. It is. That's something that stay. Like I said, will stay with me the rest of my life. No question. No question. I agree. And and you know those trips. It's not just that the trips themselves are magnificent because they are. It's you know we're with a group of of dizzers and some many of these people have become our friends because we've Absolutely. traveled with them so much. And so you have that experience. You're not just doing it in these wonderful places, but you're doing it with these people that you... we start them with a the backstage magic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the gateway so. drug. It we, we always said that the backstage magic trip is the gateway drug. Then I've got gotcha. Um, so what about you, Kevin? My favorite thing is far less life changing. It's far less dramatic. I am Although in the lo- fried chicken's good. I am in love with art Smith's homecoming. 
I love the fact that Disney has built a restaurant where the theme is food. Mm-hmm. You know, no one. No one's throwing straws at you. Right. No one's throwing straws at you. There's no lions or elephants screaming. Uh, there's not a bat cave. I love Art Smith's Homecoming. Oh, I love it's that place. Southern country food. And I think the restaurant itself is beautiful. It's brighter than most Disney restaurants. It's. There's a lot of windows. We loved it. Absolutely loved it. So much so that we're going back. And oh, I've I, been there like now I think a half a dozen times. And that was the one thing that when they announced Disney Springs and what was coming, that was the place because the chef was Oprah's private chef at one time. Mm-hmm. And when we did the fam, Art Smith was walking through the restaurant. And I'm like, if he doesn't come to our table, I'm going to go over and grab him and drag him over to our table. And he came and spent a good There's a picture of our agents with Art Smith? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, it's easily the best restaurant at uh, Disney Springs. And I would put it in the top of all the restaurants on Disney property. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will say about Art Smith, it's not – he is proud of the fact that he was Oprah's personal personal, personal chef, but he's actually more proud – that he is the first Disney college program mm-hmm. person to open up their own. Oh, I didn't realize yes. he was so Disney like college he was, program. He yeah. was an alumni. Yeah. That's, That's cool. cool. That's why they yeah. call it homecoming. And if yeah. you go to the bath by, by the bathrooms, he's got pictures of him from the college program, and then he's got letters from like celebrities that have um, come to his restaurant. But yeah, the whole thing about being a cast member that that was pretty cool. There's also a picture of him and his husband. It's a mm-hmm. huge picture of him and his husband overlooking the dining room. And from a personal point of view, I think that's kind of cool. That's cool. Yes. Yes. I, um, you know, we ate there. We did, yep. a, we did a vlog, a vlog review of it. And I liked my meal, um, but we weren't overwhelmed with it. Oh, uh, I, I hated mine. It they, was just, but I think mine was made poorly. They, I had the catfish. It wasn't good, but I did go back and I had the fried chicken, shrimp and grits, and it was... It was really good. And just the number of people that I've heard give this place rave reviews, I think we just might have hit an off day. I think so. We went yeah. for lunch. Um, I want to go back and try it again. Yeah. I had a burger. And people always ask, what's the best burger on Disney property? The Hamilton Burger at Homecoming is yeah. really? by far. What, what made it special? What was it? It, it's Lin-Manuel. <laughs> never get him. Awesome. Got him. Good for you. <laughs> Craig made a Broadway reference. Gay my, trap. Um, my, 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 my plan is coming to fruition. There you go. Uh, it, we try and convert your children. By it, was, it tasted like a burger I would make at home, mm-hmm. which I find very rare when you go out. Yeah. Um, it just had the right amount of things on it. Now, there were five of us. And we ordered probably more than we should have. And one of our biggest mistakes was we ordered soup, thinking the price was for a cup of soup. And I think I got a wash tub full of soup. (laughs) And it kind of, it tasted to me like a chicken pot pie filling, which I love. But it was a little thinner. It was more of a soup. But John and I, we realized that if we, when we go back, we would dial back on what we ordered because we ordered a lot of stuff. We ordered a lot of sides. And my problem was that there was so much food that we didn't get to finish it. We would split things instead. But loved it. As a matter of fact, my soup was so good, they went and found me a coffee cup to take my soup home, and we ate it for lunch the next day. Oh, wow. That's great. I'm really thrilled with it. Uh, 
but that's it. It's, so Artsman's Homecoming. Uh, I think it's a great addition. It's also, if you have dietary restrictions, I don't know how to say this, the food is simpler. Yeah. There are more choices that are... Um, I want to say basic, and I'm not using that as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm sure she won't mind. Tracy Heinrichs is a picky eater. She has, she's choosy about what she eats, and she thinks this is amazing. So when Tracy and I agree on a restaurant, because we come from it from opposite ends, that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Okay. How about you, Miss Kathy? Well, mine's not as life-changing or earth-shattering, but preferred parking at the parks. That was one of those things that it was supposed to be a test that's now, um, it's part of what they do. And I made fun of it for a long time until I used it one time for uh, food and wine. And be able to be, being able to spend that extra $15 to park up front at Epcot. Well, it's 15 for us because we're annual pass holders. Right. Otherwise, it's 35 isn't it? Well, you pay your regular parking and then there's a $15 charge for the preferred parking. Um it's great to be. So able yes, thirty five. Yes, thirty five. Yeah. Um, the only bad thing is, is, I'm you know an early riser and early park goer, so that they took away my spots for where I used to always park for free. But preferred parking is just great. What park would you say is the best value where you really get the best value in terms of preferred parking? I think Magic Kingdom. Really, even though because see, I, and I think that's the I use it all the time. I like it. But I feel like Magic Kingdom is the least value because um, you uh, you still have to go to the transportation right. ticket center. Always and, another form of transportation. You know, it's it, so. It, it, whereas, like at Epcot, Epcot, I think is where it's or even be. Hollywood Studios, because sometimes in Hollywood Studios, when it's busy, you can be parked back in New Jersey, um, and you know, so anything that gets me right up close to the entrance. I just think um, that. Magic Kingdom's a little more on the ball for getting you into your spot. You still have to walk, yes, but... I'll agree with that, absolutely. You know, so... Well, it's time of day, too. I mean, if you're coming in at, like, Epcot during food and wine at 4 o'clock, you're going to be out in the middle of nowhere. That's a perfect time to pay the extra money to get all the way up to the front. If you are going for... uh, If you're going at Park Open, you can still get a good spot without needing it, so... It just it just depends. Again, that's another one of those how you want to spend your money. If, right. You know, if you're like I like riding the tram in a lot of times because to me that's the start of my day at a park. But if I'm in a hurry and want to get to food and wine or flower and garden, being able to do preferred parking works. There was another one on your list too. I'm going to let you t- talk about because I don't think anybody else has it. Um, the express transportation option that they just came out with. I'm I'm excited to go try that. Just because you know there's times that we all have to jump from one park to the other and to be able to go backstage and jump on a bus and bypass the security checkpoint so miss kathy is a fan of the upcharge yeah believe that one um there's just a few of these that it's like (laughs) but again like i was saying on on the last show there are some of them that makes sense that right. are you know for certain people are going to have some value and that's where, where disney needs to be looking and i think they st- are starting to i mean okay i'm really having a hard time with this 700 cabana tomorrow right but beyond that again it's you know like how 15 dollars a day if you're coming down and you only got like a three-day vacation um 
you can pack a lot more into your day because, you know, I deal with a lot of clients that they're not sure that they would get value from a park hopper ticket because it's hard to, you know, take the bus out and then go to the next place and go through security. And for $15, you've missed a big part of that. You've recovered your time that now you can go to another park. This is going to help those folks who they want to be in the Magic Kingdom, but they want to have lunch at Epcot. Right. Exactly. So this is going to help you get there much faster and make it even feasible. Cause a lot Sometimes of time is money. Mm-hmm. And this one is not, I don't think they're overcharging. I think this is probably like the right price. Now, if they raise the price, then I'd have a problem. Or if it gets too crowded, that it no longer becomes right. an advantage. Right. So that's mine. Awesome. Corey. Mine's not really huge either, but, you know, when Disney first announced it um, as a perk, an additional perk for annual pass holders, I didn't think much of it until we started using it. It's the um, free photo pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've never really used photo pass before up until this point, and I'm usually the person behind the camera, and Julie documents too, but we're never, you know, in a family photo together usually. Um, so it's a, nice, it's a nice addition to say, all right, let's hop behind, you know, you know, hop here and get a, a photo and, and it's quick. It, it shows up in your app right away. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times when we're driving home, Julie's downloading all the photos and they're, they're on Facebook before we're even home. And so it's a nice, it's a nice perk and you know, all else fails, you don't download it, but it's a, it's like I said, I didn't think it'd be something cool, but it really is. I don't know if we've mentioned it on any show so far, but now you can edit the pictures. Yeah. Well, that's on the, um, on the new app, that they just released for Android, which mm-hmm. is going to be coming out for iOS in the next few months. But on the new app for Android, yeah, you can you can edit your uh, PhotoPass photos right uh, right in the app. So that's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, it shows we actually go to the parks because usually we're not in the picture. <laughs> I'm never in the picture, which I'm fine with. That's good. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I thought that was a good... It was a good perk. Yeah. I, I think certainly this year has been the year of uh, increased perks and discounts for annual pass holders, which Mm -hmm. I'm very happy about. But we all know what's going to happen. Once things start going better, once they start making the numbers they want to make, those things are going to go away. Mm -hmm. So enjoy them while they're here. And it's nice to run it, like to walk up and you see a photo pass photographer, then there's like just standing by, they're standing by themselves and might as well take a photo. It's great. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Thank you, Corey. About you, Mister Rhino Clavin. I liked Club Villain. I liked that a lot. Like I, when you asked us to think about this, I tried to, you know, keep. I loved Disneyland. I loved the fam cruise that we went on and stuff. But a lot of that was, you know, we were working so intensely while we were there. So I try to think like, what's a cool thing for a guest experience? And that Club Villain is still sitting with me. Like if you said, "Hey, I got tickets to go back tomorrow," I'd be like, "I'm there." Like I will go with you again in a heartbeat. I I thought it was, you know, I did think it was pricey and and i am cheap and but i you know here we are almost a year later because we went really early on in the year maybe like march or something like that but i you know a lot of that still stuck with me like how good the performers were and i really enjoyed the food and the interaction with characters outstanding don't you remember we all sort of went in with a bad attitude Mm because it's like okay you know they're overcharging us for this and what within minutes we're all there like wow this was really an experience yeah and i just want to point out the number of things showing up on this list that are upcharges that are part of the things that people kind of get their their panties in a wad over um that these things you know 
uh, again, you know, now Club Villain wasn't particularly cheap, right? Uh, per person, and we were. We went in with our expectations, like this was going to probably suck, but I wanted to cover it. And we all walked out of there going, "Oh my God, that mm-hmm. was so worth every penny." Yeah, I would, I would put it on the level of like, I enjoy Hoopty Doo, and you know, I was lucky enough being a cast member to get that fifty percent discount, so it was only like thirty five or so for me to go, you know, and that's worth it. But I, I think this is on that level of Hoopty Doo. Like we, because of where it was at Hollywood Studios, we were thinking like, oh, it's just thrown it's together, like demented Hoopty Doo, right? Yeah. yeah, and this for me, like, you know, if you say, okay, pick one or the other. I mean, I love Hoopty Doo, but this, I don't know, the club villain is cool, it's inside, it, you know, it's, you've got a little bit more, you can get up and roam, it's it's a little more freedom than Hoopty Doo where you're in your seat, so it's, but I would say it's on that level of an experience, right up there, you know, and, and so I, I kind of hope that this becomes some sort of a permanent fixture, you know, because I, w- I would love to do this again. Well, I know they've announced, uh, they've announced dates yeah. for next year, so I'm glad that it, these things are doing well enough that they're coming back. Mm-hmm. And interested to see how Disney, how, if you know any changes Disney makes to it. But I agree, Club Villain was phenomenal. Yeah. What about you, Craig? I have two. Uh, <laughs> one was kind of a disaster, and one was the other thing that I genuinely was surprised and enjoyed. I liked um, the first Animal Kingdom at night, while absolutely beautiful, um, especially the Tree of Life shows. They're running on it. Uh, that was just stunning. It's always amazing to be at Animal Kingdom at night. Um, but the safari, the night safari, was such a mess. Um, it just, it it never worked the way they wanted it to. Wait, is that uh, one of your endless. favorite things? Yeah, no, just the entire Animal uh, Kingdom at night. Oh, it, doesn't okay. <laughs> ma- it doesn't matter that the safari was a complete mess and it, it's not, it just doesn't work at night. It doesn't matter that Rivers of Light is now being pushed to some random time in 2017 that they're not saying when it's going to be um but it's still just such an amazing experience to be at animal kingdom at night that it's it's totally worth it and i know it's all building up to avatar opening and that is that needs to be open at night so that's that's why they need to start this uh big push with it too but i i loved going there at night uh it's just it had that atmosphere and uh my big surprise um I think the best edition of the year that I preferred besides the photo pass photos, I really like frozen ever after. Um, (laughs) I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the, the more I think about it, you know, I haven't been on it now in maybe two or three months. Uh, I haven't really actively searched for a fast pass on it, but I think back on my first ride on it, like the animatronics were all working perfectly. My first time around, uh, it's it's just it was beautiful. Uh, it, it was amazing, and uh, while still we can have the argument all day, is it in the right place or not? Whatever that wasn't for us to decide, but it, it's a it's a good attraction, and uh, clearly it's still popular every single day. So they got something right with it. Those are my two things. I um, I, I went ahead to, uh, earlier today, and I asked folks on my Facebook page to throw out some of their, you know, what things stood out to them. Now, certainly a number of people um, mentioned, because uh, uh, we're going to talk about the news stories that uh, uh, were the most popular or the most read news stories, uh, and certainly the alligator attack uh, is going to fe- f- f- uh, feature in that, but all, that also featured in the comments here. Um, but uh, also uh, the number of people... Uh, 
saying Disney after hours. As I was talking about before, you know, people that you yell about the upcharges, yet then once they experience them, feel differently about it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've got, yeah, a few people here that say, I'm so excited they've announced, uh, uh, Michelle wrote, so excited they announced the seven days of after hours events next year. Um, and, uh, but somebody else comments, John Coney comments, for me, it's the ongoing series of paid add-ons that Disney has come up with. Personally, I think the majority of them have been great. Um, that's what he says. Um, somebody mentions the Princess 5K. Uh, Hurricane Matthew got mentioned quite a bit as a big event this year, obviously. Not favorites, mm. but uh, a lot of people's vacations were affected or canceled over that. Um, uh, Jennifer Imperato wrote, We did the early morning magic at the Magic Kingdom during our trip on September 6th, and it was easily the best morning we had the mm. whole trip. It was well worth the cost of the tickets. Um, I also think people are now seeing, too, these add-ons, first of all, they're voluntary. You don't have to pay that money if you don't want to do it. But second, they don't seem to be impacting the regular guest experience. Nothing's being taken away from the regular guest if they don't want to pay these things. Well, um Somebody mentioned that they were upset that the Star Wars fireworks were replaced with Jingle Bell, Jingle Pam. Um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Getting some shout outs. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's funny where we started the year in terms of some of these add-ons, um, these upcharges, and where we're ending the year uh, with them. So uh, I, I think some of them, you know, some of them have proven to be really good experiences mm-hmm. if you want to pay it. And as John said, you don't have to. Somebody else commented on Facebook that, you know, uh, I, I went out of my way to intentionally avoid anything with an upcharge. And I had a great time. So those things are all, are all possible. You don't have to do them. Um, and you can choose where you, you know, what, and especially for those, uh, those people who have been to Disney World 732 times, you have options for these new experiences now. And that's kind of how I look at it, because we do this all the time. We're in the parks all the time. So we have an opportunity to do a new experience. Uh, we're excited about it, and we'll go into it like we did with Club Villain, saying, this is probably going to suck. And then when it doesn't, when the entertainment is that good, because mm-hmm. the entertainment was absolutely spectacular. Like, that. I honestly go back and I've watched the video once, or, you know, every now oh, yeah. and then I'm like, yeah. eh, maybe I'm holding it up too high. And I, I just keep thinking when he's saying I, I put a spell on you and I'm like, oh, yeah, good. He was amazing. That yes. guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a look at what the top news stories of the year were uh, for 2016. Now, this is based on traffic on the Diz on page views. Uh, the number 10 news story, a Disney World cast member fired after tweeting backstage sign about alligators. Mm-hmm. Number of the news stories, of course, uh, that they're appearing in the top ten are certainly related to the alligator story. But interestingly enough, it is not the number one news story on the site by a wide margin. Interestingly enough, by a wide margin, it is not the number one story of the year. Um, update on water-related activities at Walt Disney World was the number nine story. Again, this alligator was related. alligator-related. Alligator-related. <laughs> 
Uh, number eight, something certain to break the Disney internet every time. Uh, anything having yeah. to do with yeah. resort mugs. Handles. Handles are removed from resort refillable mugs at Walt Disney World. Oh, can we hope that when they came back? Into your mic there. Uh, can we hope that when the m- handles came back, that's one of the top news stories? It is not. Aww. <laughs> it is not. Uh, now, are they doing Are they doing both still? Or no, it's just, back to handles. They just brought the hand. So the handleless mugs were so unpopular <laughs> that, okay. You might still find them, but it, they're back with handles. All right. The number seven story. The family that sued Disney claiming that their grandmother died after her grandson was bitten by a snake. Mm. Um, number six, back to the alligator story. All beaches closed at Walt Disney World was the number six story of the year. Uh, number five, Walt Disney World employee defrauds company of $112,000. Number four, father says two gators were involved in the attack on the toddler at Disney. Number three certainly uh, relates to uh, the, not that the alligator story wasn't incredibly sad, but especially for many of us in this room, uh, the Pulse shooting um, in Orlando back in June uh, was a massive story. And uh, security tightened at Walt Disney World after the Orlando shooting uh, became the number three story uh, of the year. Uh, Number two. The alligator attack on child at the Grand Floridian. Um, and this surprised me. This surprised me when I saw this. The number one story of the year on the Diz. Police investigate death at Disney's Contemporary Resort. There was the suicide. Hmm. And when I tell you that this story received almost 70% more page views than the alligator story did. Now, obviously, if I combined all the stories relating mm-hmm. yeah. to the alligator oh. attack, that by far was the largest um, uh, story of the year. But in terms of individual articles, individual news stories that went up, Craig. the death of the contemporary was, was the story that got the most page views. Can you go for the slide from 10 to 6? I want to yeah. pull one word out of each story and see if we can find death, a pattern. Death. Death, death, scam. Right, first one is fired. And then there's, okay, eight, nine, nothing really. Um, removed, died, closed, next. Defraud. Attack. Attack. Shooting. Shooting. Attack. Attack. Death. Death. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just say that, you know, we don't, position these stories differently we don't do anything to you know whenever there's a news story we release it we write it up we release it and but this is what this is what attracts it's a good point you know they tend to be very negative they tend to be the stories that regular news does too yeah Yeah. if it bleeds it leads you can't Um, bleed you can't blame the media it's the people that want to hear this stuff I wasn't blaming anybody. All I was saying is... You know, oh, I, no, he I was, know. I think he was saying no, two people. You can't blame the media for reporting on these things. It's clearly what they want to read. You know, and I, I like I said before, uh, obviously, I think for us, um, the Pulse shooting um, was the most uh, impactful thing that happened 
that happened this year. We talk about things being life changing. That was life changing. That was life changing. Six months now, right? Yep. Just, yeah. The just other day. It's hard to believe. Mm-hmm. It's and just the hard to believe. Beyond Orlando, I think we felt it so hard because we were in Orlando, but we went to the Stonewall uh, Memorial in New York City, and even there, there's a tribute to the folks in uh, Orlando. So we watched a TV show last night, and it was the main focus of the TV show. Granted, it was recorded a while ago, but it brings it all back. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And you, you, you don't ever want this to happen as a result of a tragedy. But unfortunately, it usually does. The way this community came together in Orlando was inspiring uh, and still does. It hasn't died off. This community is still very tight-knit, is still very focused and remembers it, and it hasn't, it hasn't moved out of our memories. And, you know, I was also very moved by the response we got from our, our viewers and our listeners, especially after the, uh, the show that we did where we just basically talked nothing about nothing but the Pulse shooting. And I wasn't sure how, what kind of reaction. We, I didn't care what reaction we were going to get, but I wasn't sure what kind of reaction we would get. And I was very, uh, very touched that it was so positive and so supportive. Um, My prayers go out to the families. Mm-hmm. This is a tough time tough of year. Tough time of year. Yep. I hope they find peace. So, so that is our favorite things of the year and the biggest news stories on the Diz for 2016, our year in review. And that will do it for this episode of our show. And we will be back with you again on January 3rd with the next edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and a very happy new year, everybody. Thanks for everything.